The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Please welcome Mr. Freds. It's Friday, y'all, and you know exactly what that means. And if you don't know, you're about to find out. Because it's time to listen to the classiest Canadian I know. It's time for the Fretzelmania podcast right here on WrestleAddict Radio. The cure for the common wrestling podcast. What is up, peeps? Welcome to episode 138 of the Fretzelmania podcast, I am the North American treasure, your second favorite Canadian, Mr. Fretz. Today, I am I am reviewing a very strange, a very special, a very festive episode of Monday Night Raw from December 20th, 1999, just five days before Christmas. A little bit of housekeeping before I get into uh, the rigors of this oddball show. Now, I am going to be going to be reviewing two more episodes of Monday Night Raw from the Attitude Era. That'll take us into New Year's of 2000. After that, there may be a Survivor Series either a breakdown or a prediction show. I'll do a couple of best of episodes, maybe my top 10 matches of the year. And then during the last little bit of 2023, I will take a couple of weeks off for the holidays. And depending on my schedule and what my plans are for New Year's, you may just see a um, an anniversary special. From yours truly, because I only realized this from going back into my back catalog. I have been podcasting for almost five years. Not quite full time because Fretzelmania, as you all know, was a blog. And then I started taking elements of my blog into episodes. I listened to my first one ever recently, and man, it's rough. I do not suggest anyone going back and checking that out but eventually as I did it more and more and then I had the show with Nate and then been doing this one solo on Russell Attic Radio for I think it's been four years now something like that I I do not know but yeah that's just my plans for the next little while just for all y'all's information now enough about that Let's grab the remote control, go grapple surfing, and see what else was going on in the wacky world of pro wrestling. On the very same night as this episode of Raw, we had WCW 
Monday Nitro from the Baltimore Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. Medusa, accompanied by Nitro Girl Spice, defeated Buzzkill, a.k.a. the late Brad Armstrong. Kurt Henning beat Hugh Morris. That match was likely no laughing matter. A no-holds-barred match between Jerry Flynn and Tank Abbott ended in a no-contest in just under a minute. Okay, so much for no-holds being barred. Tag team match, Playa Playa, featured Brian Nobbs and Fit Finley defeating the team of Mang and Norman Smiley. The Maestro, with Symphony, defeated Evan Courageous. A three-way dance match. The New Jersey Triad has crumbled. The Mega Powers collide. The New Jersey Triad collide. Or whatever that triple threat Jersey guys were called. Chris Canyon beat Bam Bam Bigelow and Diamond Dallas Page. Finally answering the question of who better than Canyon? For the U.S. title in a ladder match, Jeff Jarrett beat Chris Benoit to win the title. In a singles match, the Wall brother with Berlin, a.k.a. Big Bratwurst Alex Wright, defeated Sid Vicious by DQ. Another tag team match, Playa Playa, where the Varsity Club... Mike Rotunda and Rick Steiner with Kevin Sullivan and Leia Meow, Kimono Wanalea, that is, beat Harlem Heat. And in a match for the vacant WCW title, Bret Hart beat Goldberg. Now, I looked into this, and I think just last week they had another title match, but there was a controversial finish at Starcade. And then Bret Hart would immediately win the title back. Uh, from now on, the WCW title is in limbo. It's an absolute mess. Like how many times it changes hands between January and June. Of 2000 is absolutely staggering. But thank goodness I don't have to talk about those shows because Mance already did it for me. Thank you, Mance. Smackdown, December 23rd, 1999, on Christmas Eve Eve in the Reunion Arena in Dallas, Texas. Folks, don't forget to hydrate. Chris Jericho beat Bob Holly by DQ to retain the Intercontinental title, and I can only assume that China got involved in this match yet again. Rikishi beat Viscera, Test beat the Road Dog, Kurt Angle kept his undefeated streak alive by defeating Edge. The Rock beat Al Snow in a salad steel cage. The Cat defeated Ivory in a no-DQ match to retain the Women's Championship. Jeff Hardy and Christian 
beat Tai and Tai in a WWE Universe random match. Kane beat Billy Gunn. Mark Henry beat Bubba Ray Dudley. Of course, we had uh, Mae Young involved in this match. Uh, the new power couple in the WWE move over Triple H and Stephanie. And in the main event, Mankind beat The Big Show by DQ in a WWE Championship match. Now, I looked ahead to next week's episode of Raw, and yeah, Mick Foley is involved in the upper echelon here once again because he is in a, oh boy, pink slip on a pole match. So I got that to look forward to next week. Monday Night Raw, December 20th, 1999, from Houston, Texas, in the Compact Center. Kicking off the show, we had Triple H and Stephanie. Stephanie is wearing a cute little Santa hat. They are shown backstage in the little makeshift, not office, like a, a makeshift locker room, but with a couch and lounge area. It's a lounge area because it's the McMahon Helmsy faction. The Mean Street Posse are in suits. And Triple H says that he's in the giving mood. And he's going to give until it hurts on this raw Christmas show. On commentary, we have good old JR Jim Ross and Michael P.S. Hayes. Doot, doot, doot. Because Jerry the King Lawler is in Hollywood promoting the movie Man on the Moon, which is, of course, a biopic kind of movie about Andy Kaufman where Jim Carrey played the late titular character, and of course it dabbles with Andy Kaufman's bit with wrestling and getting dropped on his head by Jerry Lawler in the USWA in, I believe it was like somewhere between 83 and 85. Kicking off this show, we have Test in a match that we didn't know what it was. Until they made the announcement that it is a handicap match against the New Age Outlaws. Tess, of course, is wearing his undashing Cody Rhodes slash Virgil slash Fish Stratus uh, nose protector mask. As he was assaulted by DX and Triple H on SmackDown the week previous. Michael Hayes is playing the role of pesky Lawler-esque heel during this bit. Uh, Edge and Christian and the Hardys are shown backstage watching this match as they are, they're all friends with Test. So Test hits a doctor bomb on Billy Gunn. He goes for the pump handle on the road dog, but Billy drop kicks it out of the way. Billy hits the jackhammer and off comes the nose guard. We get a fame asser and a three count. Just like that, the outlaws win this match and... Drop test on his storyline busted up nose. Edge and Christian and the Hardys come into uh, Triple H and Stephanie's little hangout spot here. And they're, I'm going to call it their dorm. So it looks like, like a college dorm. They're sick of fighting each other and they're sick of the games. So then Stephanie's like, okay. Edge and Matt Hardy versus Christian and Jeff Hardy. Wait, what? 
Oh boy. And backstage after the commercial break, we see the regime talking to Kurt Angle. Stephanie appears to be somewhat smitten with the Olympic gold medalist, which is some fantastic foreshadowing given the benefit of hindsight and what I'm going to be talking about later this year, next year, Lord willing. Triple H books Kurt Angle versus Viscera. And he asks about, no, Kurt, Kurt or someone here asks if there's any more ostrich jerky laying around. Okay, I'm, my family's full of butchers. I've never heard of ostrich jerky, and I would like to try it. So then we see the aforementioned mixed-up tag team match between Edge and Matt Hardy, awkward, versus Jeff Hardy and the creepy little bastard himself, the leader of, I can't believe this is a thing, Christian's coalition or his stable and AEW is allegedly called the Patriarchy. Wow. Anyways, back to 1999. Monday Night Raw is brought to you by Snickers, PlayStation, and Western Union. Nothing says 1999 like a candy bar, PlayStation 1, and trusting strangers with your money when you can just go to the damn bank. Teams trade dual power bombs. Edge and Matt get a double spagingo. Ding! Back button drop. Jeff Swanton's Matt. Edge spears Jeff. Quist of fate on Christian. And Jeff interrupts Matt. Christian gets the unprettier on Matt. Jeff with the 450 on his brother. And wins this match. Afterwards, the four men... Go respect to each other, shaking hands in the ring. Brothers don't fight like Michael Hayes says that brothers don't fight like no brothers who fight like that wind up being sisters. What? And you know, to quote Chris Farley, you know, brothers don't shake hands, brothers got a hug. Backstage, Mula and Mae Young knock on the Power couple's door. Oh no. Oh, oh boy. So Triple H says that you're gonna you're gonna get a good Christmas gift here. Being active at your age, you're gonna get a triple threat tag team match against the Dudleys and the Acolytes. It, excuse me, what? Moolah calls Stephanie a disgrace to the McMahons, and Triple H says you're a disgrace that depends on her garments. <laughs> okay, that line, that popped me. That really cracked me up. So, Triple H and Stephanie are running a dirty Monday Night Raw here. They are, it's like Raw Underground, but actually good. Wait, no, actually bad. Because Raw Underground was awesome, and I'll fight anyone on that. It should have been better, but it could have been better. I'll, I'll say it like that. Triple H and Stephanie come to the ring for a promo and invite JR into the ring. Hey, 
we come in peace. And then JR on the way there is like, yeah, they're going to come here to farm my ass. So Triple H and Stephanie take umbrage with JR calling The Rock and Vince the entertainers of 1999 in an interview with TV Guide. Now, this was probably published months ago, and now this brand new couple is offended by something that JR said, again, probably a while ago. They get Kevin Dunn to put a picture of Triple H and Stephanie on the Raw banners in between the Titan Tron on the stage. And they say that JR has had some interesting comments. He gets slapped. Stephanie forgives JR. Big slap chance for rain out from the crowd. That's classy. You know, and then they do a bit where Triple H gets under JR. Stephanie pushes him, and then Triple H puts him in the arm bar, and he's like, yeah, you remember how this feels, right? Mankind's music hits. Oh, thank the wrestling gods not named JBL. Mankind is here. And then he says, in proper McFoley fashion, who always likes to put a little bit of comedy in his bits, in, in the immortal words of Popeye the Sailor Man, I stands and I can't stands no more. Says that I watched you bully Mae Young, Moolah, and JR. Why didn't you pick on someone your own size? And he says, honestly, I think that the McMahon Elmsley era kind of sucks. That Mick would just cheapishly tell the truth right there. And then. Oh, boy. <laughs> I love this next bit because, you know, Mick McFoley is known for his love of Santa Claus. And it's like, you defamed Santa Claus with that hat, Stephanie. He says, ho, ho, ho. I'm not sure you're the ho that he has in mind. <laughs> and then Triple H is just livid. He is trying to get at Mick, and he says, is she seriously holding you back, Triple H? And then Triple H is like, hey, Stephanie's giving me an idea. How about I put you in a match tonight? How about I put you in a boiler room brawl? And Mick's like, oh, please tell me it's against you. I've been a good boy this year. And, well... We're just going to have to wait and see who that is. Oh, and then Stephanie slaps McFoley right in the face. Our next match is Kurt Angle versus Viscera. Oh, Kurt, save us from this show, please. Please. Kurt then gives the crowd some New Year's resolutions that they could try next year by following the three eyes. Intensity, integrity, and intelligence. And Steph is watching this, and she's kind of crushing on Kurt Angle during this last little bit. She's like, I think he's kind of cute. Triple H is taken aback by that. So this hits a bulldog, a Simone drop. And then behind the referee's back, while this is in the corner, 
Steve Blackman comes here, saves the show, makes it a 10 out of 10, hits Viss in the back with a kendo stick, allowing Kurt Angle to impressively hit an Olympic slam on the big man to win this match and make this episode of Raw an instant 10 out of 10. Steve Blackman saving Kurt Angle, huh? Hmm. Next up here, we have Moolah and Mae Young versus the Acolytes versus the Dudley Boys, and they say that Mae first wrestled at 18 years of age, and at this point in time, she had just turned, I think, 76 years old. Uh, still, someone back then you did not mess with. Mae Young was consummate professional and always told the boys, don't go easy on me because I'm old. Or I'll kick your ass. Yes, ma'am. Yep, yep. Mm hmm, mm hmm. So, Devon comes down to the ring here. Sit down and shut up. You old. You old bats must also know the Dudley Boys' commandments. They also apply to you. They get smacked. Mark Henry is backstage watching on as his new girlfriend, Mae Young, is getting the crap kicked out of her. But first, Farouk, eat, Farouk hits a nice spine buster on Devon. Bradshaw holds Bubba Ray, allowing Mula and May to uh, start pounding him. But then the Dully Boys fight back, body slam May Young, and hit the Wazup headbutt to her to win this match, pinning her in a provocative, strange way while holding her legs aloft and falling down on her out comes mark henry to console his his new sweetheart much to the odd looks of the acolytes and the dudley boys backstage triple h gives stephanie a christmas present it is a statue of santa which he then turns into an announcement for mankind's opponent in the boiler room brawl, that being jolly old Saint Nick himself. Mick Foley arrives in the boiler room and gets Pearl Harbored by the Mean Street Posse, but he fights back. He wanders around to see Santa waiting in the boiler room. And he says, now, I don't want to hurt you, Saint Nick. The point of this match is... You escape and you win. So how about this? I'm going to turn around and let you leave so you win this match. Santa leaves. And then more people dressed like Santa jump mankind. He fights back and then they do so one of the Santas does something or says something. And it's the New Age Outlaws. Mick fights back and hits a spagingo through a table on one of the Outlaws. And then he starts singing Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire while holding a window pane. And then Triple H Claws wails Mick Foley in the face with a sack full of presents through that window to Mick's face. And then he says he has two words for all for Christmas. Suck it. And Triple H 
Claws wins this match. Okay, is is Vince Russo still working for the Fed? I know I just read an episode of Monday Nitro that is definitely Russo-rific, but he's got to be a double agent at this point in time, right? This is weird. It's entertaining in a strange way, but it's very heel-heavy. Triple H is not getting any comeuppance here yet. So backstage, the regime watched this Mick Foley replay, and Al Snow comes into the the office here. He demands a Brahma bull rope match with The Rock tonight. Pete Gas begins to laugh. And Triple H says, don't ever come in here, barge in here, and demand anything. But you know what? You got it. And Al says that he's going to take that Brahma bull rope Turn that some bit sideways and beat him with it. I like how he turned that into something else. That 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 was re- really funny. Oof! Our next match is The Godfather versus Chris Jericho for the Intercontinental Title. The Godfather is looking to become a two-time, two-time IC champion. Y2J, of course, recently won the title at Armageddon against China. We see a ho-ho-ho train, and of course the Godfather with his opening bit that the Godfather be pimping hoes nationwide, talks about smoking pot to a room full of teenagers, says pimping ain't easy, and this match, uh, it's quick. I mean, Godfather gets a boot, misses an elbow, we get a bit of a schmoz around the Around the ring, Chris Jericho goes for a powerbomb on the outside, but Godfather spagingos him, ding, and out comes China. Godfather goes for the hoe train. He misses, and behind the referee's back, China low blows the Godfather, and Jericho just pins him and wins right here. And still Intercontinental Champion, thanks to the assist from China. There's something brewing between these two here. Is this when they start dating? In kayfabe, of course. I'm going to have to wait and see because you lost the title and you're helping him retain. This is weird. Backstage, Triple H suggests that Terry and, and Barbara Bush BB be in the... Oh boy. The first ever, and only ever as far as I know, holiday topless top rope match where Terry's going to be represented by Val Venus and the other by Bob Holly, or vice versa. I forget what it was. So, this match, if one guy gets put over the, the top rope, their representative must remove one article of clothing until one of them's topless. Oh, and the winner will get an intercontinental title shot down the line. Well, that's some incentive. And he said, may the breast woman win. The ladies then come out to uh, that strip tease music, the da da 
da, 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 da. And BB looks visibly upset about being put in this situation. So we got Valvinus, the European champion, up against Hardcore Holly in that popless cop. Okay, Russo's a double agent. He has to be a double agent here because this is this is some abysmal shite. And then Valvinus uh, talks about his penis, where you you women are like a lot like Christmas trees, smell good, they're pretty, and I love. And you love it when I plug it in and light you up. Bob Holly comes out to the ring here. All goes the ladies. I believe at this point in time, him and um, BB were seeing each other. And then Trips comes out. And he just comes out here just to watch the match and make sure that articles come off. And they both go over the top rope. And Terry takes starts taking off her shoes. And in Triple H rightly says, I may add, shoes aren't considered an article of clothing. They are, but in this kayfabe situation, maybe not. And then they begin to unzip their dresses. He reminds them that their jobs are on the line. They get down to their underwear after a couple of more over-the-top rope spots. Triple H says that he is a god among men. Keep going. How is Stephanie okay with this? Like, seriously. So Valvina skins the cat, and then they both get dumped over the top rope again. And then he excuses Terry Reynolds. Like, okay, Terry, you're excused. Go away. And BB, you stay here. Off goes. Everything else, down to her panties, under her bra, and then he's like, nope, that comes off too. So we're going to get puppies for the second week in a row in wrestling. Okay. But of course, Triple H gets up close to her, puts her coat around her, and it seems that he is the only one that got to see BB's breasts. Like, do you see what I see? No, because you're a bunch of English. Oh, Bob Holly wins this match, by the way, by proxy or something. He gets an icy title shot. R Russo's a double agent. Uh, I swear, he's a double agent in 1999. So, we see a recap of SmackDown where Al Snow and Mankind have their false count anywhere match. And I didn't know that the bowling ball bit that Al Snow did was this early because Mick Foley lands a 7-10 split on Al Snow's junk. And then Al attempts to lure Mick backstage to the DX locker room. Mick won this match, but because The Rock outsmarted Al Snow, changes the sign on the door and hits him with a chair, allowing Mankind to win the false count anywhere match rock and sock forever our next contest is the rock and al snow in a brahma bull rope match these two men are tethered together with the rope and they win by pinfall this isn't your touch the four corners bull rope match it's it's a glorified strap match al snow coming out to the ring with a new 
demented sounding heel theme that I actually dug. I liked this for his for his character. It sounded different. It wasn't as you know much of a bop as what is everybody want head, which he would go back to shortly after this because this heel run it ain't working. Both men here continue to gain advantage over each other throughout the match, but not before The Rock cuts a Rock promo. And he said that you left The Rock with two choices. The Rock gracefully bows out, leaves, and you win. Or, Rock steps down from these ropes, just like this and whips your candy ass all over Houston, of course he chooses the latter. If you smell, The Rock is cooking. This match is a hardcore schmoz where The, bar, where the Rock continuously gets his bell rung by this bull rope. We see a bit here with uh, rope punches by Al Snow where he like just makes a fist with his rope and just continues to pound The Rock. Tim White is refing this match, by the way. R.I.P. Al Snow choking The Rock with the rope. And then The Rock gets advantage with a Samoan drop. And in a really funny-looking bit here, Tim White is standing in between The Rock and Al Snow, tethered to each other. And Al, and Al Snow takes the rope and low-blows Tim White with it. Just, man, poor guy. Poor Tim White, man. Like... We all saw those YouTube WWE.com specials from later in his career. Poor guy. So Al Snow gets a chair. Nope. Outlaws try and get involved in this match as well. Also a nope. Spinebuster, people's elbow. Road Dog hits The Rock with a chair coming off the ropes. And The Rock kicks out. Road Dog eats a rock bottom, but then immediately The Rock eats a Famaster. And Al Snow upsets The Rock in the Brahma Bull Rope match. Backstage, the Main Street Posse get hyped up about this bit. They mark out and accidentally spill a plant on Triple H's crotch. And Triple H is just like, okay, okay, I won't freak out. So you know what? Right now, you're going to get a match. A three-on-two match, two members of Too Cool. And if you ever do that again, I'm going to give you the Acolytes every night for a year. Commercial break. After commercial, Tori is in Triple H and Stephanie's office, getting in their face and demanding justice for Kane. Okay, you want something for Kane? He gets a WWE title match tonight against the Big Show. But if the big show wins, Tori is spending Christmas with X-Pac for reasons. All right, Mean Street Posse come down to the ring here, and Lillian announces Too Cool as weighing a combined weight of seven, eight hundred and something pounds. So it's not a three on not a three on two match anymore. During the commercial break, Triple H had a change of heart and decided to punish the posse by putting them on a three-on-three match with Too Cool and Rikishi. And I look at this Mean Street Posse, and 
I wonder where Willie Green is. Who's Willie Green, you may ask? Go watch early Mean Street Posse leading up to WrestleMania 15. You'll get your answer. So Joey Abs gets wormed and, a bu- and gets a bonsai drop. Rodney gets a Rikishi driver. And they win this match immediately. Too cool and Rikishi. A couple of hope spots for the posse, but the baby faces here just decimate the posse. And then, of course, they do their post-match dance, which is starting to get really over. Triple H and Stephanie call this match a mistake, and he says that the title match coming up next is going to be loaded with mistakes. (laughs) Oh, gee, I wonder why. Our main event here, we're already here. This is... Okay, I can't wait to get to 2000. I can't wait for the Radicals. Okay, Kane and the Big Show for the world title. If Kane loses, X-Pac gets to spend the holidays with Corey. We know where this goes, folks. We all know where this goes. So Triple H comes out to the stage with a nice recliner and his lovely lady by his side who just watch a plodding back-and-forth big-man match. Uh, pretty boring. Kane hits a flying lariat to the outside. Nice spot. Big Show hits the chair on Kane, and then Kane wins by DQ, but eh, Triple H is like, now this is no DQ. They keep wrestling on the outside. They get counted out. Steph's like, nope. No countouts. No countouts. This is false count anywhere. Kane gets a flying lariat off of the uh, ringside ramp on the big show. The outlaws then just take Tori away, just kidnap her and carry her up the ramp. Big show jackknifes Kane through the announce table and wins this match. Triple H ends Monday Night Raw by saying this has been a lot of fun. We wish everybody a very raw Christmas. I'm going to say it, this episode of Raw sucked ass. I mean, 99 was full of some peaks and troughs. This was a trough. I know the next little bit is in for some interesting stuff storyline. We got the pink slip on a pole match. We got the walkout. We got the build up to the rumble with Cactus Jack and Triple H. Ooh, that's the good stuff. Until then, folks, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Fretzelmania. You can follow me on a lot of social media platforms like Twitter, Instagram, Blue Sky, Threads, whenever I check them. At Fretzelmania, F-R-E-T-Z-L-E, Mania. This podcast can be heard on WrestleMania Radio. Say it with me, kids. The Cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. I know Nate and uh, Zach from the Race for Impact and Young Lions perspective are on a little bit of a break right now. But they are in the archives if you want to get caught up on them. And also streaming every Wednesday night. We got the Kings of the Rings podcast. Uh, Willie T, Kayfabe, K. Murphy... Uh, 
little bit out of commission right now with their work and their life being kind of crazy right now. So, Will, Kay, hope you're well. King Ricky is holding down the fort with a vast lineup of special guests. You know, I was on one recently. I think I'm going to be on one again a little later. We had Matt Ritter from Smackin' It Raw, the number one podcast on Pornhub with King Ricky last week. I have to listen to that. I probably will by the time that y'all hear this. And hey, who knows who else? <laughs> so folks, follow us. Uh, listen to all of our shows. Check out our Discord. We shoot the breeze. We share memes. We have a good time on there. Spread the word about our Discord too. And spread the word about our merch. I just bought some new ones for the holidays. Uh, we have a Patreon. There's a bunch of back catalog stuff on our Patreon. All the links are going to be in this podcast, but please check out our merch. Christmas is coming up. Why not get some fresh Kings of the Rings or Fretzelmania or Young Lions perspective or brace for Impact merch. Sweaters, t-shirts, shorts, sports bras, I'm not joking, and tapestries, all that and more. So, Till then, folks, PTFN, ta-ta for now, and keep your stick on the ice. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.